guys, welcome back to part two of Brad and Cheese Twitter cast. We're here with Matthew today and we're gonna talk a little bit about the KFC console. And I'm gonna read off the stats of this thing first, because this thing doesn't sound real at all. Um, it's supposed to be running games at 4K, 240 FPS, which is something I guess you don't find on the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X. It's mm -hmm. supposed to have an Intel 9 compute element, which houses the uh, i9-9980HK processor. Which, wow, that's like more powerful than my computer. I have an i7. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a hot swappable GPU, meaning that you can upgrade your KFC down road, unlike other consoles, but very like PCs. Storage uh, is a pair of PCI NVMe Seagate Barracuda 1TB SSDs, which is twice the storage you'll find on an Xbox Series X and nearly three times of that of a PS5. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also comes with a chicken holding tray. So let's yes. start talking about this thing. I don't think it's real. I think they're pulling our tail. What do you think? So, so go ahead. I think that it. Sorry, bud. <clears throat> I think that it is real. Um, I think that it's a publicity stunt uh, on the part of KS, KFC and the GPU CPU manufacturer to um, bring some attention to maybe new cards. Um, I do, do you guys remember like the Alienware cons, it was a PC, but it was supposed to be like the console market corner that you could upgrade and change and modify and personalize yourself. So it was basically a PC with a console shell. Um, I think that's what we're looking at here is so it's, it's just like another shell. Yeah. It's just another shell yeah. over a PC, but. I, that's the part that really makes me think that it's all a publicity stunt. So here's the funny thing. I read into the whole the chicken chamber thing. or They specified it could be any kind of snacks and stuff. Um, obviously, sure. this being a KFC thing. And it runs off into it. the heat of the... Of the yeah. like, it's like a cooling process. See, no, no, no. You know what? That's nonsense. Chicken is greasy as... It looks like a know, bread tray. How... You know, like on your toaster. If you're heating... Yeah. If you're heating a piece of toast in your toaster, which, you know, if you're heating up a piece of toast, the moisture is literally leaving the toast to burn, or I'm sorry, the bread, to create the burn in the toast. And you can physically watch the moisture vaporizing off of your bread to, to make toast. So all of that moisture is going to stay in the console. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and it sounds like, I don't even know if it's sanitary at all, because you're taking the, basically they're taking right. the cooling fans and they're blowing the hot air to cool the console into this so-called chicken chamber or snack warming, which is stuff that's Ugh. apparently to keep your food warm, which is- Like, who wants to smell food. that? I know, it's it sounds terrible, and it's and it's kind of funny, because I'm reading all these articles, like Forbes has reported on it, and everything was like, no, really, it's real, it's friggin' real, and I'm like, it can't be, it can't be this- So. It's real to them because when they call KFC and they're like, what the hell is going on with this console? They produce an actual PC with this console shell and a stupid tray that I promise is just an addition uh, to Forbes and to these big Fortune 500 reporting companies. Whereas I just, I feel like it's all just publicity stunt. I really do. It just, it's, it's there's... Probably a, it's a collector's item. Let's be honest with you. It's, 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 it's a collector's like, item. But that... Those stats, the one yeah. How much SSD, did your PC cost? Like fourteen hundred. So this KFC console is theoretically going to cost twenty five hundred dollars. Right. Like, like in theory, I only have an. There's I have no an I7 way. And yeah. like a 
God, this was like three years ago, and I, like i nines were just becoming a thing. So yeah, <laughs> like and it's not even just an i nine; it's a hyper advanced current model of an i nine. It's going to be a collector's item, like you said. I, I yeah. agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, and the reality is it's not going to be affordable to most people. It's going to be for mm. hardcore KFC fans or hardcore gamers that are also fans. I of mean, just KFC did come up with a Christmas rom romance drama, I guess. It was oh, the like, KFC murder show. mystery on uh, on Lifetime. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And Maybe KFC is just like the KFC look, chicken is dying and people don't want to eat greasy food anymore. So we're going to start diversifying our portfolio. I don't know. I really don't know what the idea is here. I know fast food is, is tanking as an industry in the United States. So maybe it's just a publicity stunt to bring more attention to KFC. Right. Um, or maybe it really is KFC diversifying their portfolio as a company. I just but think it feels really fake to me. It is yeah, really so fake. Pull out this option. Yeah. So what if it's, and like I said, what if it's not a real console? So the specs are all fake, right? So let's mm -hmm. just say the specs and everything are fake, but it's a giant bucket of chicken-shaped thing. What if it's an easy bake like, oven? Or, or food warmers, like in general, just just a food warmer storage. There's no console or anything. It's just something you right. plug in to that, keep your food warmer shaped like a bucket of chicken. That's yep. what it reminds me of is an easy bake like oven. Yeah, and the, <laughs> that's the what it looks that they like. Word it, the way that they word it on their console, like we're coming for the Xbox Series X and the PS5, it just feels so fake. And then if you scroll through the website. It seriously looks like one of those websites that scammers set up to to bait older people into visiting to put their credit card information and stuff on it. It looks so inauthentic and gra like it looks like the most basic graphic design right. anyone has ever come up with for a website. And this is supposed to be to introduce a out, new like, console. The week before, or no, the week of Christmas. It was like right. So like I don't know why. I don't know. So I think people will have it out to later this year or something like that, sometime in the spring. But yeah, um, and yeah, it is funny. Now, how, would you give them props at least for their marketing, just to come up with something silly and fun for people to? I agree. <laughs> I think that was great, especially with I mean, all the tension it, going on right now, and and especially yeah. in the United States, like with all the tension going on here. It's, I think, really nice to have fun news like that every once in a while. Like, oh, KFC's yeah. releasing a con. Like, oh, they're doing a murder mystery. Oh, like, they're doing a really good job just, like, distracting and, us from, yeah. like, the And to be fair, our generation, um, well, I mean, I'm obviously one slight, tiny generation older than you guys, but our, your generation, my generation below, let's say that, mm -hmm. anybody from my generation or, or younger, uh... Then Studies have proven that we don't pay attention, millennials and, and below, don't pay attention to advertisements. We They don't trigger us the way that they triggered people back in the day. So advertising has progressively through my lifetime gotten from going, you know, like a one shot commercial to having 70 shots in a commercial that rapid fire in front of your eyes to try to keep me interested. Because even with YouTube videos, my generation forward will only be interested in about the first two minutes. If you haven't collected my uh, my attention in two minutes, I'm moving on to another two video. Minutes, or I'm skipping to the part seconds. you... You know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, or I'm I skipping do. to like, the part that I clicked the video for. So I think that I, I appreciate... to impress me. <laughs> yes. I think that's what KFC is doing. They're realizing, guys, our commercial budget, our budget for advertising is still 
$500 million a year and we are not selling Their chicken, chicken anymore. Is gross. It's not doing anything for us. So let's get creative. And you see it a lot. Like Kojima with Metal Gear Solid 5. He got super creative about the way he was advertising. Mm -hmm. Like brought some actor wrapped up in bandages and totally sold us that it was this fake game that he was making. I feel like KFC is the same thing. He's being in a he. KFC as a company is being intelligent in the way they approach advertising because advertising no longer works in a conventional sense. So sense. they're like, man, those millennials love consoles. Let's make a fake piece of tech that will garner broth yeah. in the community because look, we're talking about it. So it worked. The advertising worked because we're here sitting here being like, man, is this real? Are we yeah. getting played? And that's exactly what they wanted. So, so who yeah. knows? We'll, uh, we'll close out the KFC, uh, the KFC conversation with just one last thing. So if it was, let's say it's just a, and I think Bud Light's even doing something similar. They have something that looks like a console, but it's just a beer cooler. Yeah. Um, yes. All right. So if this thing is just a novelty collector's item and it's like 20, 30 bucks, just as a little food warmer, would you buy it as a gaming collector's item to put on a shelf or as a gimmicky thing to be like, hey, look at this yes. thing? Yes. I would weird. not. I'm weird like that. And I'm, I'm such a weirdo and I collect all the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I didn't like, mean it, to... no, I'm interrupting you. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> not at all. Uh, no, I was going to say, like, I, I, I mean, I don't collect things. And so, like, I mean, it would be just really funny to just say, hey, I bought this thing. And, like, I bet you it would, like, break within, like, a week. Yeah. But it would just be just a funny thing to say, hey. You don't even have to open it. Just keep it in the box. And yeah, like, okay, just, 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 like, troll the internet with, you know? Like, that's... Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a gaming collector, I would say that I wouldn't... Uh, <clears throat> as a collector of things that are gaming, I probably would not buy the that um, because it doesn't really have anything to do with gaming, ultimately. If, the, if it's just a chicken warmer or whatever, a food snack warmer... But I do see the appeal in collecting it um, as just a collector's item. I just don't know how much it's really going to appeal to gamers. Yeah, I, don't I get it. You know, it even though they're marketing at us, at our generation, at the people that enjoy these niche crazy collecting things. Yeah. It's, even I, the ones that really ended up being consoles and those didn't even do well. Like Ouya and uh, the Alienware consoles and stuff. It's just that market has been really, really I forgot at this about, point. I forgot about Alienware. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, don't forget about it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Let's, let's look at what's really here. The Stadia, too. That's that's become a The Stadia. Market. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That poor thing. I know. Google is one of those companies that throws everything at the wall and whatever sticks, sticks. They have the money to do it. So, so I don't feel bad that their Stadia collapsed, especially with the way they marketed it and it being really thoroughly unimpressive ultimately well, let's be honest too they're not going to lose hardly any money off cyberpunk of it runs no they won't stadia. lose anything like hardcore stadia fans like the day let cyberpunk 27 someone come out they're like the, mm -hmm. the crash on here you guys should play it on here like that's all i <laughs> for saw the people that love it i am all for it all i right. absolutely have no problem with like game pass and um uh -huh. stadia and all that streaming i get the appeal of it especially if let's say Google put their actual weight behind Stadia um, and made a, because they could make something three times more powerful than any console on the market right now and still sell it for the same price and be fine. Um, what they should have done is make the power on the server 
untouchable to Xbox Series X and PS5 instead of making it relatively similar, they could have spent... I mean, nobody's buying a Stadia. People are buying a streaming dock. So the Stadia itself is some server farm wherever Google has it. Uh, and like there Raspberry is no reason for it not to be... more successful than Stadia. And, like... and it's, there's no reason for it not to be like unbelievably impressive stats. And I think that's what killed it. Why, why? If my PC or my phone doesn't matter as long as it can stream, you know, 5G or Wi-Fi, then the power doesn't matter. Then there's no reason to limit the power on your end, and they did, and that's what killed it. I agree. I'll put it this way. The Stadia is so bad, the uh, the picture I posted on Twitter last night saying that Jin's ass was better than Captain America's ass is has gotten more transaction and more popularity than the Stadia will ever see. Listen here. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I can agree with you on that one. Whoa! I'm a hardcore a Marvel fangirl, and, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, gonna... Well, I you saw my post saying I'm looking at both disrespectfully because there's really nothing better than an ass. Right, exactly. <laughs> you can pay, play with a PS5 till it dies. Well, I guess that's the same for an ass. Dude, I yeah. was so I was, I was uh, playing it on Twitch. I was playing Ghost on Twitch. I'm like instantly like switch screens. I'm like, this is against TOS. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like freaking out when Jin's ass appears right in front of my face. So yeah, <laughs> it was it was a piece of ecstasy. And uh, we'll say and when we do an episode on Ghost of Tsushima, we will have a in-depth moment of talking. Uh, no, it's like he was smelling new Definitely. games. So we'll re- it's just a meme at this point. Um, it is, yeah. it is. <laughs> they knew that. They knew that. They knew that that would happen. They did. Smart. Sucker punch you with Jin's ass. It was intentional, and it worked. Yes. That's called yes. good marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the twenty one twenty one gaming or twenty twenty wow we're already a hundred years in the future, twenty twenty one gaming outlook. Um, I'm I I don't know for like all the consoles. There's some games here and there that I'm really excited like for, but I'm not as excited for any games as I am the Mass Effect trilogy remaster. As a fangirl, there's not much otherwise. I mean, I'm Mass Effect really, is fantastic. Yes, and like I don't find more. Like, I don't really, I'm not really excited because everything, like, I don't want to get my hopes up for any games coming out this year because of COVID and because of the pandemic, like, staying at home and everyone is, like, struggling and they have to, like, there's either crunch time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, a big struggle to look at this outlook and be like, oh, wow, this game's going to come out this year finally. And, like, Final Fantasy VII um, Remake Part Two, like, everyone's hoping it comes out this year. I don't think it will, personally. No way. I don't think it will. They haven't I'm started like... putting it together. If Final Fantasy sixteen were to come out this year, I will personally streak around my entire neighborhood naked because that is... I have I don't even think they're immense even... faith that it will come out this year. No, it's I don't know why. Out. I just really feel like... They've been talking about <laughs> sixteen potentially coming out this year because they've been working on it for three years already. Yeah. But, yeah, but three years for Enix development time is like half the game. <laughs> but, yeah. but to be fair, okay, but to be fair, the games like Final Fantasy XV and Kingdom Hearts 3 started out on an engine that was brand new, and it took them three years of development just to get the engine running on PS3 and Xbox 360. So the development environment has changed drastically since those games started development literally 10 years ago. Well, 11 now. 
I think that with with most developers saying that they're having games graphically up and running on PS4 and X, or I'm sorry, PS5 and Xbox Series X within two months of sitting down at a table with ideas. Um, I think that we're going to see a lot more games coming out a lot faster this generation than ever before, besides the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic. <clears throat> and that's the I... thing, too, and I want to... I, I know this isn't really on our thing, but I did really want to touch on Cyberpunk because I felt like I felt really bad for those developers that had to go through all that crunch time and then they had to work through the holidays on top of it and they had to go through all of that just to ha yep. come out with it like almost incomplete game. But everyone's enjoying it, which I'm really glad about, but I feel yeah. really bad that the developers got the shit in of the stick of that. Yeah. Because of yeah. their companies there, there, them over. There is some personal responsibilities, not on the personal developers um, being attacked. Obviously, nobody should ever be attacked over a freaking piece of art Dude, like this. Do you remember The Last of um, Us 2 and the voice actresses got fucking attacked? Yes. Yeah. Like, so like bad that. that they deleted their accounts. Yeah. Like, it's... it's um, so, I think that there's this insane insanity to this this kind of thing going on right now. Um, that probably will not see an end, considering that we all have such a soapbox these days, and it's so easy for me to, like, I'm friends with the original voice actress of Lara Croft. I can literally talk to Shelley Blonde at any time about anything, so I, I think that accessibility is dangerous for people that are crazy. Yeah, the like people that would be like, my game wasn't complete, I hate, or there's a lesbian or a transgender or whatever, Joel right. got killed, right. I'm so angry, Spoiler they have a voice sorry, to I've go straight. Of us, so <laughs> oh okay. my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, I think there was Final Fantasy VII Remake got spoiled for me too. So I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. No, don't worry about it. I, I had. I fun. swear. It was in my backlog. It's okay. It's okay. Dude, I played the podcast now. So I played Final Fantasy X, knowing what happened at the end. Still, like I played oh, most. That of, was a crusher. Yeah, I still cry about it. I know. Yeah, I know. Brad too. just started playing that last. He just beat it the first time last year. We were talking about ten. Mm. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Oh God, that was. I'm about to do the No Sphere Grid challenge. No. I I was I was um let me see how old was I then 18 years old when uh -huh. Final Fantasy X came out oh my God, I, and it came I out <laughs> and I played it and when I beat it I seriously got uh, I was like streams running down my face yeah I cried and I got up that and I tried to exit cross. my room and I just kind of fell against the door frame and cried like I was openly sobbing <laughs> and my brother said did you just beat Final Fantasy or something <laughs> <laughs> yes I did he knew exactly why. But yeah, yeah that, that game will, and we have a whole episode we'll be re-recording about that, but yeah, that game will break you emotionally. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And the plot twists are so good. Like, we, we I wish Ugh, there was so more good. really well-written games like that with so many plot twists. Like, I love plot yep. twists, and I'm like, oh, that happened. Oh, that's definitely. I me. miss Hironobu Sakaguchi's <laughs> writing so bad. I do, too. It was too. so off the wall and crazy, but man, I miss his stories. I do, too. And everyone's like, oh, you're such a Sakaguchi fan, girl. You don't like Nomura at all. And I'm like, dude, no. I, I, I just, I just stuck in the 90s, okay? Early yeah, 2000s. That's no. my problem. I love Nomura. He's, He's genius, fantastic. Okay? And everybody He's needs one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like his character design. I don't know much about his producing. But I like his character design for sure. Yeah, belts definitely. Belts on belts on belts on belts on belts. <laughs> and right, zippers so it and plaid. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sorry, it. I apologize. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. <laughs> but anyway, going back into... Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, obviously, hopefully with Matt saying that games could potentially come out faster. Yeah. We will see the end of the, uh, endless square Enix development cycle. But COVID. I'd also like to see, I think three, but that's asking too much. Oh, me too. God. I think that square wants to step away from that. They, they seriously have this, um, reputation of long-term game development, obviously, because we've been talking about it. It's very widespread and i think they want to i think they want to get away from that also another yeah, thing do. is too is that square enix like fanboys and fangirls we're extremely spoiled like as yeah yeah because they give us what we want they listen to us and they yeah. give us what we want versus mm-hmm. a lot of other Absolutely. companies so we, we we can't really dog on them too much no 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 i love them look they they have very good writers and they've they've made a lot of very very good games and i hope that they can appreciate um a couple a little bit of banter here and there you know because right. we love them but you're never nobody's nobody's we're meaning uh, the fact it took like 15 years for kingdom hearts 3 to come out (laughs) right that we'll we'll save that for another time but um yeah anyway i know there's a lot of good games coming out this year so we have a few that i know are confirmed um uh super mario 3d world is getting ported to the switch with uh an extra bowser's fury um add-on coming in that's confirmed for february it had um, Mm -hmm. um i guess nintendo will probably have a presentation on that soon to explain what exactly bowser's fury is um that'll be something very intriguing bravely default 2 which was a series (gasps) born that was a final fantasy game turned into an original ip is coming out Uh, i know a lot of people will be excited on that that one's got a very unique uh, i'm actually gonna give away that game next month I might have to jump in on that yeah. one. Oh, cool. So I'm a really I, – I played the first one a little – I don't have a 3DS anymore. I have to finish it on the 3DS, but I played the first one, and okay. that is, that battle system is up my alley. It's turn-based. It's like all oh, – it's, it's everything perfect. that Final Fantasy okay. is. So. so I haven't played it, so I'm going to have to get yes, it. Yes, it's like a yeah, Final no, Fantasy it game. It's really good. I promise. That <laughs> it's kind of like – what's neat about the combat system, and I'll touch on this since it's coming out, it's it's like you have these – like you can stack your attacks mm-hmm. and at the cost of like delay turns ever. So it's like you have to plan out your attacks, and they have the job class system too, which is neat. Yeah. So you can cool. you can clash your characters out, and they actually wear the outfits related to their class every time you like do. tactics. It's, like, it's really cool. Yeah, like it's got a little bit tactics. of tactics. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, cool. so this is blasphemous, but I do not like strategy RPGs. That's okay. So a lot of like people don't. Default? This is not a strategy game. This it's is a not. Stri- it's, it's a turn-based game. Okay, cool. It's a turn-based. It's cool. Yeah, like I, I mean, I'm I'm just now starting Octopath. That's, yeah, I think about it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess you can see it's got it's like I said, it's got a job class system. Mm-hmm. So like I said, you're assigning your characters different ones, and you can swap between them. And there's yep. hidden jobs that you would unlock through different side quests aside from the main ones you pick up. So you have your yeah. black, your white mages, and your warriors. So I'm really team. excited about Bravery. I, I take my thing back. I'm really excited about Bravery Default too. Yeah. I forgot about that. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, no, that one will be good. I need to go back and finish them on my three. I need to finish both. So of the previous speaking ones. personally, I feel like. Even with the pandemic, the promise of 2021 is as captivating, if not more captivating, than any previous gaming year in my life. So they're also talking about Metroid uh, 4. They're talking about that potentially being a fall 2021 release. I am Mm -hmm. not betting my money on anything Metroid. My guess is still They're talking about two separate Metroid IPs, though. Oh, two separate. Okay, Metroid Prime 4, I don't think, is coming out till 2022 because they scrapped the entire... They had to restart it, yeah. That's what I was told. (laughs) Yeah, but they're they're talking about uh, potentially two different Metroid IPs, so I heard Hmm. a rumor. I don't know if it's true, so don't confirm me on that. Don't be like, Um, she tells me, then! Yeah. No, it's As a 12,000-year-old gamer, I will just... 
I haven't played Prime. I really hope I I'm sorry. Let me let me uh rephrase. I haven't finished Prime um any of them because I could not get on board with the change to first person. Oh yeah. Um, from I'm, I'm the side scrolling that I loved from Metroid. I loved Metroidvania. Which does not translate into uh 3D design very well because everything is Metroidvania in 3D design. Everything is get a key to get into this, to get the double jump, to be able to jump up there. You know what I mean? Like Tomb Raider these days is a Metroidvania style game. So Prime never really spoke to me back then. And I think that as a person with more diverse taste nowadays and more accepting of change and difference, I would probably appreciate it, but... I don't have a GameCube because my brother's girlfriend kicked it out the window during oh, no. the They got in a fight and he was playing Madden, so she ripped it out of the TV and threw it out the window. So he deserves it. He was playing Madden. I know. So I never got to play Prime. So I really, really, really hope they release a uh, HD or whatever they want to call it, a trilogy remaster, whatever they want to I call really it, a re-release. I really hope they do, too. Like, oh, I yeah. want them to, too. I know Nintendo... I just got they're... into Metrovanias, so, like, last year with Bloodstained. Oh. So, it's... Oh, yeah. Bloodstained's good. Yeah. So, yeah, and with... I, I hope they do release the trilogy. I know Nintendo's kind of notoriously stingy about it, um, releasing yes. remaster trilogy. I mean, my God, we got a half-assed Super Mario 3D trilogy last year. Yeah. Really, it mm -hmm. was a texture update and nothing else. Um, I mean, what... which for, for half of it, even. Right. For, yeah. And it was yeah. a little, it was, that was disappointing in regards of they, and mm -hmm. you know, and I could get into Nintendo's business stinginess, but that's yeah. gonna take up we all could, yes, episode. we all so could, you go. see me I, complain about it plenty. Yeah, no, yeah, we, I think we all do, even if you're a Nintendo fan, you still hate their business practices. I oh, am yeah. a Nintendo fan, like, I have every single console yeah, they've ever made, like, but I do get very frustrated with them. Um, any anyway, other games that are coming out, though, we got some good ones from Sony, um, We've got Ratchet and Clank is uh, coming out with their new title that looks really good. The Rift I'm Apart. Mm -hmm. um, that'll be big, and uh, with uh, Ratchet probably being the only uh, outside of Sackboy now being the only uh, Sony mascot that actually gets yeah. something going. Yeah. Um, and Astrobot. Astrobot too. Yeah, Astrobot's kind of becoming his own little one. He's, he's kind of. He. I, and I don't. I hate to make spare, but he's kind of like Sony's like version of a minion, but cuter. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. Exactly. Um, now, what's the other one coming out, Matt? I can't. I can't remember what you told you. you Returnal. Returnal, yes. Returnal. From Housemark. Yes, and I, I know we see we saw some trailers for that right before the launch. So, uh, uh -huh. what, do you, what do you think that? What do you think about that? What's going on? Um, I'm really excited because I can't think of a time that Housemark has failed. Um, every single one of their games, no matter how drastically different from the previous one, has, in my opinion, delivered thoroughly, especially for the prices that you pay on their games. Um, they are a really, really impressive uh, development studio, and they have a ton of talent. They're, uh, the fact that they're going fully 3D with a shooter is a bit concerning to me, but like I said, they've never really faltered in development. And you can see a lot of their design, like what's in their blood in Returnal's gameplay. They're, it looks like almost like Nier Automata in terms of like the bullet hell nonstop attack. Uh, coming at you so it'll be interesting to see how much of a departure this is from their previous games like Resogun and Alienation where you're like this top-down twin stick gameplay for the most part it almost looks like they're trying to translate that to a fully 3d environment 
So right. I'm pretty excited about it. It looks good. All right. Well, yeah. That, that'll be. Uh, I think that'll be. An, that could be a sleeper hit right there. So yeah, yeah, that's something definitely gamers should keep an eye on. Um, another big event that um, is going to be going on in 2021 that I think a lot of people will be excited for is uh, it is the Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary. Yes. And that is a big deal for a lot. Zelda's um, very dear to me as well. I'm a big Zelda fan. Zelda mm-hmm. Tomb Raider are my top two. Um, if there's anything I'm overly obsessed with and will gush over any day is Zelda and Tomb Raider. And mm-hmm. with that, obviously, we're probably going to see Breath of the Wild too. finally. I know that's been in development yeah. for a while. I think they will be announcing that release date probably this summer. I think it'll be around the E3 directs that they we finally get some Breath of the Wild information. I think we're going to see that around November. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now <clears throat> Nintendo has been playing a lot like Sony did with the PS5 launch. They're They're kind of at this point in their existence as a company and as... Um, as a uh, brand that people know and recognize, that they're kind of like, I don't really care what's going on with all the rest of our, would we even call them competitors at this point? They all are doing their own things, really. And they're just kind of like, we'll give you information when we feel like it. It doesn't, (laughs) I don't care if there's like these consoles coming out or, you know, Sony's like dropping 10 new indie game they'll just come out with a nintendo direct whenever they feel they want to and i think i feel like the smash community with that you know like how the smash community is like always guessing who the next character is going to be coming out yeah like which is fine if the other end of it didn't exist yeah it's true like (laughs) they they announced minecraft steve and sakurai literally got letters at his home saying that people are going to come kill his family like (laughs) shut up that's insane. How yeah. Culture is a and game. seriously, Smash of... community, take Respect. a step back and look at what you fucking got already. You got yeah, the biggest crossover event in a fighting game with the best-selling fighting game of all time ever. Yeah. So you should really be thankful for what you've already gotten. Like, look at look at what we got for PlayStation. We got Astrobot, which is great, but it's not the love letter to it. It was a love letter, but it's not a love letter to all the characters. And yeah. the entire bolstered history of video gaming, like Smash is. No, it is Smash Brothers, Super <clears throat> Smash Brothers, and what and I in one of the things I'm calling for in 2021 is is unity. I want to see game everybody more or less try to come together more and be less divided. And understand that we should be happy for what we have and yeah. just appreciate it more. You we, and I were talking about that last week. Yeah, during... it's okay. Yeah, we were, and it's okay to criticize things. It's okay not to like sure. something. It's okay to have a criticism of something. But it is to not obsessively okay. just talk yeah. about the things that you dislike and obsessively try yep. to argue with everybody on the internet. Oh, Sony sucks. Oh, Xbox sucks. Who cares? Yeah. Just talk about the things that no, you enjoy. Yeah. Exactly. Just I, don't be a dick. I, it, it's, it's the number one rule. Don't be a dick. yeah and i love that idea brad but i will say that like i didn't realize that fanboyism and consoleism existed as a child um besides like the little stabs that nintendo and sega did on their commercials until i was at the arcade one day nintendo used to release a lot of their games for arcade before they came out on their consoles simply because consoles were not capable of running these games yet um i remember killer instinct coming out the original one um when it was a nintendo franchise And it came out in arcade and I went to the arcade and all I had was a Sega Genesis. I'm this kid that's, I was probably 10, maybe 10 when Killer Instinct came out. And I was at the arcade 
back when arcades existed and these kids are playing this killer instinct game and they're loving it and they're talking about all the combos and i was really into mortal Kombat at the time so i'm thinking like cool like you know mortal Kombat was up and coming these were two competing fighting games so i'm like really into the idea of killer instinct also um and i was like wow is this going to come out for sega and i'm just this innocent kid and i only have a sega because that's what my parents bought me and i don't have any money to buy anything and they were like this will never and they just like tore me apart <clears throat> and i didn't understand what was happening because i didn't know people were so f freakishly crazy about consoles yeah, you know, it's... like, no, this will never come out. Sega could never. This this has this and blah, blah, blah. And the Genesis can't run it. And I'm like, what do you mean? I played Sonic on it. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't get it. And so it's always been there. And I love the idea of more unity. But with the invention of the internet and our soapboxes, I don't think yeah. that's ever going to happen. No, it's like... not. It's a, it's a pipe dream. But I'm hoping it is. Some a beautiful gaming utopia. Yeah. Part of like our, our little corner of the community, I'm hoping to see a lot less. Oh, I hate this game. Oh, I hate this series. Oh, sure. I and yeah. just for like, I know people do it for clout, and that's okay and all, but like, just talk about more of the things you love. That's what I want to well, challenge the I, community to do. So just talk more. I about agree with that, absolutely. But I also want to say that I love going into like the Tomb Raider community is poison, you guys. Is it? It is poison. <laughs> so it's so bad. <laughs> I love to go in because I'm obviously part of the Tomb Raider community and I'm friends with all of the Tomb Raider community and we talk and we're friends. Um, but I love to like jab at, cause I don't personally love the reboot series the way that I love the older ones. They're great oh, games. There's nothing technically games, wrong with the games. It's not Tomb Raider. But they aren't what I want from Tomb Raider personally. And so I love to go in and be like, yeah, but blah 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 and compare it to uncharted just for the fun of the discourse there's I hate okay to real. debate the comparison of games and what isn't okay is to just rag on a person for their taste right and yes. that's, right. An, exactly. that's an issue with my community as well in the i agree yes in the final yes, fantasy fandom is so bad and that's oh yeah I'm, no i'm there too i'm trying really hard to like preach like hey instead of saying oh you're a terrible person for not liking final fantasy 7 which I'm trying to like it. I really am. I really am. So that's my goal. Is just Wait, the remake or the original? Original. And I'm trying really hard because I haven't beaten it completely yet. I got to disc three and just gave up because I was getting bored. Oh my god, I'm not shaking or red on this end of my microphone. <laughs> no, it's all. okay. I'm going to. I'm going to learn to like it eventually. I cosplay <laughs> Aerith, so obviously I like it to some degree. But so yeah. The thing and is, we just need to have a little bit like less. Hey, I hate this game. You're a terrible person for hating this game, and just instead debate why you didn't like that game to the other games. Yeah. It's about yeah. it's about discourse. Yes. Yeah. So it's about having a a a civil discourse about two people that have two different sides and just explaining why they like or don't like it. They don't have to hate the other person for it or insult right. each other over it. They just have to discuss. Hey. I didn't get the same experience from you. Like Matt and I had a conversation about the last of us last night. I didn't get the same feeling. And I, saw, I saw his tweet about someone saying like, Oh, only like people and LGP people liking it. And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. My ex-husband yeah. is like the straightest conservative Christian loves <laughs> yeah. the last of us. So yeah, and definitely. Anyway, it was, so we had this, Matt and I had a little bit of a discourse there, just a, just a conversation about it, but we talked about it and I explained that, well, I acknowledge that The Last of Us is a very well-made game, and I understand why a lot of people like it, but I didn't get the same feelings that those people did, but that didn't make the game mm -hmm. a bad game. 
And that right. I, while I don't personally enjoy it, and I explained why I didn't get the enjoyment out of it and why I didn't go on to buy the sequel because I didn't enjoy the first one, it doesn't make me a bad person or mad a bad person for liking no. it. We can have a conversation and just explain the differences. And it does state something about when you have public discourse over, let's say, a game, which is an ultimately inconsequential discussion point anyway. Right. Yes. But we're having this discussion because it is a piece of art, and that's what art does. People talk about art and always have. So we have this piece of art that we disagree on. It is a huge statement about how our community generally operates when after a, a discussion that remains civil and thorough and despite us never coming to the to an agreement on our opinions our opinions stay civil at the end of that people are like wow you guys are so civil and you stay so civil that is really a statement on how uncivil it also brings and people how... together too when you're civil yes it brings a lot of people together. like it the totally more does. that you're civil about a difference about a game is to me like like, you're even, like, parts about a game. Like, we can be looking at the same game from two different perspectives and have two totally different views on it. Mm -hmm. But if, at the end of the day, if we can just be nice to each other and not call each other names and not tell each other, like, oh, you're a piece of shit or whatever. Right. And, and if we could just get it out of our head that, be let's say, you're not enjoying Final Fantasy VII right now. Right. It's my favorite game of all time. You not enjoying it doesn't in any way right. take away from my right. enjoyment. And that I doesn't have, matter. Honestly, so I don't I understand used to be that. So toxic about that because I my favorite's nine. My favorite Final Fantasy is nine. Sure, I and mean, I it's very very good. Right, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's such a bad game," and like, "Oh," and I used to get so angry, and then I looked back and I'm like, you know what? It's not even worth it. I rather make more friends no. talking about the things I love than being all in the negative parts about it. And there's so and like there's been so many fights at least this past month alone that I've seen on Twitter where people are trying to cancel each other over opinions and that's what we need to stop doing. Exactly. My favorite statement right now is, oh, I'm sorry it wasn't for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't explain to you why your brain didn't click with this piece of art, art compared to, like, the way that it moved me and spoke to me in an un... Like, God of War. I, I'm not gonna dog on God of War 2018. I absolutely love that game. It's a 10 out of 10. It's, it's basically perfect. But the story didn't capture me the way that it captured everybody. And it's else. Had a it just about that last night too. We both had. I didn't shed a tear during the entire game, and everybody being on Twitter being like, "Man, I was bawling my eyes out during these two moments." I just kept waiting for these moments to happen, and it kind of ruined my experience. Um, so I think it's important for us to understand that we all have our own opinions, and maybe I don't know, not put so much weight on other people's like why does it really matter to me brad loved god of war 2018 with all of his heart and i did too obviously i absolutely right. love it but what he felt perhaps because he's a father and i'm not with the story doesn't in any way mean that the game was bad or that my opinion or his opinion is wrong i just don't understand why people especially when it comes to consoles consoles are the worst oh. Thing there was a to big discuss fight about retro consoles a couple weeks ago between two people. Yeah, well, yeah we're not going to talk about so that. But like, it's, ridiculous. And, uh... it's ridiculous, though, on why people yeah. like compare. Like, it's based on what we had, yeah. what we were able to afford growing up. Yeah, like, exactly. And I am a PlayStation fanboy, and I will defend it vehemently. And I love <laughs> Sony, and I buy Sony TVs, and Sony. That doesn't mean that because my best friend likes Xbox that my 
love for Sony is diminished or that I'm wrong or that he's wrong. I'm still waiting for he Matt. He can Kyle still be right. Love marriage for each other on Twitter and become the Sony power. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already said yes. I'm just waiting on their end. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I'm really um, excited though that there's at least a couple of people who are like more predominant in the community that can come forward and try to be a good example for the rest of it. Mm -hmm. I know, like, yeah, I agree. And I know there's a lot of like people going through a lot right now with like mental health and COVID and like everything like that. So I try to give a lot more like lax about like, oh, this person's probably just having a bad day. You know, that's sure. going to be it too. That can be a lot of into yeah. and Twitter is sometimes an outlet for people. Like, I don't have real Absolutely. life friends where I live. Like, Twitter is like my outlet. I don't either right now, <laughs> especially right now. Yeah. Twitter is like my life right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, we go to there to try to get consoled and reassured because that's where our friends are. Mm -hmm. So we, I think that too plays a lot of part in how aggressive people can be during these console wars or these game mm -hmm. discussions and stuff like that. Oh no, I totally It's agree. just a, it's a passion of love for something, but it makes no sense to have such passion for hate. Um, no. Like just because I love PlayStation doesn't mean that I have to hate Xbox and Nintendo. Exactly. You know what I mean? That it yeah, just no, this all this idea I don't think I hate a single console I've ever yeah. touched. All three of them are good and all three of them have their flaws because nobody is perfect. Right. Yes, we all right. have I love like, all three, but I have my nitpicks with all three. Right. Of course. It's like games in any like series, like like the Tales of series. Like, oh I like this game, but this game is better because of the I'm like it's like it's like that too. You know? Like yeah. right. we just gotta we just gotta like That's and that's I think that's something that's that goes it's kind of ingrained in us that we have a finite amount of love. I know that sounds stupid, but it's like, yeah, and it's not. Like, just because I like Final Fantasy VII more than nine does not mean that I don't like, love nine. And why? Like, nine is one of the like most the beloved game. games I've ever played in my life. And I'm not saying, like, it's, it's the worst game. I'm just saying, like, I don't rank it in my top five, you know? Right. Right. Yes, absolutely. That's fine. Everybody, and you know, everybody has a different opinion. That's why we, uh, mm -hmm. we respect, we're supposed to respect those. And yes. let's go ahead. And since we're talking about, we're, we're going to go back to the hype now. Let's let's steer. We're going to steer it back into. Yes. To sorry. I know we wanted to talk a little bit about this too. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, wrong with it. This is a great discussion to have uh, too. We we had a, you know this was a more open ended episode, but um, yeah. Let's. I know we're going to run out of time. So are you ready to hear my most anticipated yeah. title of all the games no. that is supposed to come out this year? Is Gran Turismo 7. Gran Turismo 7. Of course. The Ratchet and Clank coming out. Horizon coming out. God of War possibly coming out. Final Fantasy possibly coming out. And I want Gran Turismo 7 more than anything on this earth. I don't know <laughs> why. I'm a racing game fan. I know. That's, that's I, I, I know, but I am a Final Fantasy is way more important to me than Gran Turismo. And I just want Gran Turismo 7 so bad. It's that damn controller. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm not buying a PS5 until Final Fantasy 16 comes out. So... I mean, you're gonna see G at the store the day that you know. I'm gonna like raid, yeah. I'm gonna like grab like a sword and a shield. Just beat. <laughs> yeah, like no one's getting that game. Like I'm gonna be the first person in line to get that game because I've been yeah. waiting for I've been waiting for like ten years for another high fantasy Final Fantasy to come out. 12 Me too. Be Twelve being the like kind. Well, Twelve was like Star Wars. 
but yeah. like twelve was Star Wars. Twelve was Star Wars. I'm I'm playing it through it now for the first time, and I I love it. But it is Star Wars. <laughs> but like yeah. nine was really the last high fantasy Final Fantasy. Yeah, it like, was. And that's why I loved nine so much, because I love high fantasy games. So mm-hmm. I'm like with sixteen being high fantasy with like swords and like like guys and like magic. Magic. I'm like so excited. Freaking I'm, magic. I. Uh, the day game. that I saw the trailer, I post I posted a reaction. I'm like, it is high fantasy. I don't even care if it's not turn based. I wanted a high fantasy Final Fantasy so bad. Yep. And there's rumors too that uh, I guess the producers learned a lot from Ghost of Tsushima. So I'm hoping that they incorporate some of that style into it because I Ooh. really like Ghost battle styles. Oh, Ghost Ghost yeah, combat style, by the way is fantastic. No, fantastic. I and I get I get the and you guys know how I feel about Assassin's Creed. I get the comparison from Ghost of Tsushima to Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed is not a badly... It, the systems in it are good. If the developer would put the time and money behind them, then we could get a product like Ghost of Tsushima out of Assassin's Creed, in my opinion. I get the comparisons, but Assassin's Creed is a yearly pump-out, every couple year pump-out from Ubisoft's Ghost of Tsushima was a seven-year-long labor of love from a development company that has never made a game like this and it shows and it's not that i don't like assassin's creed or that i think ubisoft can't make a game it's just i wish they would put some time into it i agree valhalla was an enjoyable game oh yeah so until i I was falling through the ground mine would probably be uh, probably really off so i'm really excited for breath of the wild too yeah Um, Breath of the Wild, the first one, I remember I bought, I pre-ordered a Switch specifically for that game. I watched that Nintendo Direct, and as soon as it went online, I pre-ordered, like, the bundle with Breath of the Wild. Like, I had the, the neon red and blue Switch. Like, I was on it. That was my first ever console pre-order. I didn't even have a job. I was still living at home, but I took, the, like, money out of my, I took the money out of my tax return um, at the time. And I was just like, I don't even care that I'm unemployed. Like, I'm buying this fucking console, and I'm playing Breath of the Wild. And... I did. I ordered it online. I got it, and that was the bef- that before Animal Crossing. That was the only game I put over a hundred hours in, um, and and over the course of three years, I was obsessed wow. with it. Um, it, I played it. Oh, I played it on the TV like all day. I I was all day. It went to the, I, if I was getting tired, I would just take the switch off the dock from the game room. I would go back to my bedroom and I would play it in bed on my handheld until I decided I was going to sleep. I I was obsessed with it. I like I went around. I got everything. Like I I loved the world. The world was just so breathtaking to me. Uh, I loved exploring it, going up in the towers and everything. And while I don't think it's the best Zelda game, I rank it third on my current list of Zelda games that I complete uh, behind Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. Nintendo did a really good job, but despite it having the weakest dungeons in the system, it made up for it with this, I don't know, this unique world of exploring and kind of a different combat system where you really kind of had to fight to survive. It, it changed the formula, and I thought it was neat you kind of just do whatever you wanted, and I kind of just enjoyed kind of doing it at my own pace. And with the sequel, I'm hoping that it'll be really good. I with Based on what I've seen from the trailer, I'm wondering if we're going to get some Twilight Realm brought back in, because I know Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild and the official Zelda timeline is the farthest in the future, so I'm hoping yeah. maybe it links back up with that. Um, and I want to see uh-huh. those, but I want to see them improve on dungeons. Though. I'm really, really hoping we get some more traditional, nice Zelda dungeons at the series. I'm also really excited for Breath of the Wild too. Um, I will say that touching on all the the shortcomings that you're touching on on breath of the wild really killed it for me 
Um, I would I would give Breath of the Wild like a seven out of ten. Personally, please don't take that offensively. I know it's wrong. <laughs> I know a lot of it. We just talked time. about it is fighting over kids. You are, you are, you are no, I grew up with Zelda, and I love Zelda. And while I respect Nintendo's decision to completely abandon the formula of the series, um, I wish they would have called Breath of the Wild something else. It would have been enough. so much better for me if it wasn't called Zelda. Um, I am excited for part two. 15. But we're not going to talk about 15, that. <laughs> nope, same, same. I, I agree. Although I feel 15 was a return to form in more ways than 13 was. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going <laughs> <laughs> to. We were just talking about peace. No, I agree. Um, I agree. No. We'll talk about it on Twitter eventually. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, no. But I think, yeah, two, Breath of the Wild 2 is one of my most anticipated titles. Uh, no. but, Here's my. Sorry. On the Nintendo side, there's not much else in that, you know, that's there's not because we don't know anything. Like, that's, they're so right, good at keeping right. up breath. We're going to get the last three. We're going to get the last three Smash Bros. fighters. We know that, and that'll be the yes. fun speculation. And, I mean, we're already riding on a Sephiroth high from it right now. So yeah. someone I mean, nobody is... saw it coming. No one, so, no one could have saw Sephiroth coming. Let's be honest. No. no. no so Cthulhu um, predicts that there's going to be, like, a hero for a Tales of, and it's going to just be a Tales of hero with different costumes. It's a possibility. Why won't they make the Final Fantasy heroes? Because Square Enix is stingy. <laughs> but they made Dragon Quest heroes. But they're stingy. I would play. They're... I don't even like War... Dynasty Warrior style games. And if it was a Final Fantasy themed Dynasty Warrior styles game, I would get the platinum in every language. I said that about Funko Pops. I'm like, the minute that they start <laughs> making Final Fantasy Funko Pops is the minute that I start collecting them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's another here here's another theory. Obviously, since we were on the topic of Zelda, um, Nintendo did a Mario collection for Mario's thirty mm fifth, -hmm. um, and now we have Zelda's thirty fifth coming up. Do you think Nintendo announces any any other Zelda potential predictions that they'll do for the thirty fifth, or do you think they're going to shaft Zelda because Mario is their staple? Uh, I I personally think they that it's more likely to be the latter. I don't think that. As much as I would love to see, because I would buy it immediately, I would love to see Ocarina of Time on Switch. Um, I would really love to see a a like Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening remake style for Link to the Past, which is personally my favorite Zelda of all time. I would I kill Oracle for that shit. I would pay sixty dollars immediately for that. Just that game. Just I that. I love Oracle of Awakening. Seasons and Ages. I need to finish. I have a link to the past on my Super Nintendo Classic, and I plan on finally playing it at some point. But I would, for I want a Link's Awakening style for Oracle of Seasons and Ages, which were my favorite. Yeah. Games. Yeah. That was just any of those, but I don't. I don't know. Nintendo seems, like I said earlier, Nintendo seems to be doing, forging their own path at this point. They realized pretty early on that they are, as silly as this sounds, they're the little guy in game in, in gaming now um with google and microsoft and sony being like multi-billion dollar diversified portfolio companies that do everything from selling operating systems to selling insurance so nintendo being only gaming well primarily gaming i think that they've really started to forge their own path so i think at this point nintendo is unpredictable i agree so i don't know and what I'm they're doing and I'm always time. worried about Zelda compared to Mario because I know Mario is their staple. You know, they'll do anything for Mario because that was what 
you know launch them into the into the market oh, yeah. but what's funny to me is i think the zelda games overall are better mario games are great like i won't knock any mario games but i always liked zelda games more because zelda games were like more mature they were a little more deep um, they were they they nintendo mario never felt like i was going on an adventure it felt like i was playing stages which is fine yeah. i am not in any way saying a negative thing whereas when i picked up zelda for the first time in gaming I felt like I'm on this grand adventure and I have no idea where it's going to take me. And there's all these crazy, like changing worlds and changing time and changing yeah. space. And there were all these cool ideas. And so I've always definitely loved Zelda way more than Mario, but Same here. look, look at Nintendo's lineup, including everything, smash Mario Kart. What would Nintendo be without Mario? It's true, and I, I get it. That's their bread and butter, and I will never knock yeah, them for, totally. for doing it. I would hope that with Zelda being their second biggest franchise, though, that would they would still give a justifiable celebration to a franchise that uh, people beloved and yep. wild have sold more than Mario. Well, obviously. and I think Nintendo is starting to experience what they experienced with the Wii. At this point, the console that they're working on is comparatively so underpowered that third-party developers are not going to be porting games over to it anymore so nintendo when w once we switch over to full ps5 xbox series x stadia pc development it will be theoretically impossible like cyberpunk will never ever work on switch no matter Thanks, what they do it'll never work they got the witcher to work but the witcher was designed eight years ago for ps3 xbox uh whatever xbox 360 ps4 and xbox one and then they dropped the xbox 360 and ps3 to focus on just then current gen uh development so games like cyberpunk are so future forward at this point and i'm talking like 10 years ahead in graphical capability to what the switch has out i fear that over the next few years until this theoretical new switch uh, releases, which I don't personally really think is real. I think it's all just Nintendo dabbling in ideas, just like Sony. You know, all of them uh, put forward these huge amounts of money for patents because they're researching and developing different ideas. Those patents are never actually going to see the light of day. Like the PlayStation controller that breaks in half and is motion controlled on each side and you can punch people with it. That was for <laughs> PS3. That is never going to come out. And so... I think that Nintendo's back to a point where games that are on Switch are going to be developed exclusively for Switch, and it's going to make um, them have to, and Nintendo has no problem with this, they'll be perfectly fine. They'll have to rely more, once again, on their first-party studios and, uh, and IPs, which never fail them. I mean, they sell tens of millions of units They're compared to friendly. other... Yeah, they're they're fine. They I'm not saying their idea of their business model is flawless. They no, are smart. They are very smart. But I think that we've reached a point in the Switch where Nintendo is going to have to start going back, and they know this, and they're already doing it, and touching on that nostalgia and um, using using uh, IPs that that are tried and true again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. Those types of things are possible, but at this point. And I think a lot of people would buy that. That's all they have to rely on as far as third right. party goes now. Yeah. Either games developed exclusively for Switch or developed last generation to be ported to Switch, which is attractive because it's portable and it, it makes perfect sense. 
Everybody um, wants but to play I a think... game while they take a dump, okay? It's very important. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Nintendo will start to, to, and again, I said, I think they're unpredictable right now, but I think that they're going to start really falling back more on Zelda, especially with seeing how Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors, no, I'm sorry, Age of Calamity just did. Um, games like that and Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild 2 have immense amounts of hype behind them, and even simple remakes like Link's Awakening sell in the millions, in the probably tens of millions. So I do think that we'll start to see a lot more Zelda, Brad. I do. I think That's that good. they're going to start to fall back on that more. Um, not because people are tired of Mario or ever will be, but because Nintendo is like, okay, we're back in the Wii period where games that are coming out are either just made for our console or we make them. Um, whereas games like, I don't know, what's a good example of a, of a next-gen game? I don't know. Just anything like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That game is not very likely to ever come out on Switch, um, and Nintendo probably knows that, so any theoretical Assassin's Creeds have to be developed for the Switch. All right, makes sense. And, um, all right, I guess I'm going to conclude with, uh, I guess we'll conclude with one more game we didn't cover. It's going to be a big 2021 release, and we'll talk about it, then we'll go ahead and close. Um, Resident Evil 8. Oh, is supposed to be, I didn't even hear one. of that. <laughs> I just, uh, I just play, I just played for, I played through the entire series in 28 days, um, in the fall. Every what? game that was Holy shit. Yeah, wow. 10 games, 28 days. I, uh, I went through 0 through 7 plus Revelations. And wow. I'm really excited for 8 now. 8 will be the first game I probably buy at launch, Resident Evil-wise. And I know a lot of people are excited about it. Um, I don't know how many people... If you play... And she, I know you're not big into Resident Evil. No, I don't do horror games. I'm, I'm, I'm a pussy, so... Man, have you played like... them? <laughs> um, I have been obsessed with Resident Evil since the original release. Perfect, all right. So You I, guys um... can fanboy over that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm really excited. Seven, 7, I thought... I So I 7, when I played it, got me really excited for eight because seven was shit your pants scary like was it, it was yeah oh. yeah it's yeah you can play it in vr and shit your pants even harder <gasps> you can play um, it in vr <laughs> yeah i actually i couldn't play it in vr because when the family catches up to you if they find you they pick you up and shake you and throw you and it immediately was nauseous oh, oh, yeah, so there was this extra layer of fear like oh my god if i get caught i'm gonna puke <laughs> Like, literally, in real life, I'm going to get sick. So I didn't play all of Resident Evil 7 in VR, but I did play, like, the first several hours of it in VR. Um, I don't know. I played a little I, of 5. I mean, it, that's another game that I just... You've changed the entire formula, and I get why you did it, but I'm so tired of first-person shooters and their floating camera feeling. It just... There's no weight like or motion to the character at all. Um, which I was really impressed by Cyberpunk feeling like I was playing a third-person shooter in first-person view, despite all of its other issues. Resident Evil felt like a floating camera to me, so I wish 8 was not in first-person. I really miss... I know it's been done a million times before, but I miss the old style. Even the over-the-shoulder is better. Um, I am excited for 8, but I'm... T I, this is so stupid. I have this irrational fear of werewolves. I am terrified of werewolves. I think... I watched American Werewolf in London when I was like four, and when he, he there's this part where he changes, and that didn't really scare me, but he like jumps out the window, and he was horrifying the people in the street, and for some reason it just stuck with me, and I've always been afraid of wolves, so I'm probably not gonna be able to get through Resident Evil Eight. The second somebody turns into a friggin' werewolf, I'm shutting them off. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, so you've got the, the real fear is going to be there. Are, I saw. So are you excited for it though? Are you planning on picking it up? As oh yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'll play it. I'll I'll bitch about it all over Twitter, and I'll probably I'll I'll beat it. I'll play it and I'll beat it. And I'll we'll probably have differing opinions on it. <laughs> I'll have, yeah, I'll have to have all the lights on. I'll have to have, have like background music playing. Oh, I was I was <laughs> okay. I had anxiety in. Re I'll tell you how scary Resident Evil Seven is. I knew that Resident Evil Seven was going to be scary. As soon as I stepped foot into the guest house, I was already yep, anxious. instantly. Like, something is going to fuck me up. Yep. And it it, it was it, terrifying. It is. They keep the anxiety rolling too because you never know. Absolutely. I can't do that. It's, it's not even just like you see a bunch of creepy ass shit or jump scares. It's they keep you on your toes. Yeah. Like a thriller. It's a and true that yeah, I appreciated. One, one huge thing difference between the Resident Evil series and the Silent Hill series always was that Silent Hill was about building an atmosphere of terror at all times. You weren't afraid of what was going to jump out at you. You were afraid because you had to be in this situation. It was just a terrifying situation, whereas Resident Evil was always more about, I'm going to scare you by throwing something around the corner. So you were still on this tense edge of your seat for both games, but one was more because you were expecting dogs to jump through a window and make you jump for a brief moment. Whereas Silent Hill was always more of, I'm going to build this atmosphere of displeasure and unease. And I feel like Seven did a good job of that. It Seven did. really went more away from the jump scares, which still existed and will always exist. They have to in Resident Evil. It's true. It's um, but true. there was a lot more of an atmosphere of fear and terror yeah. built the entire yeah, time. Yeah, and that's why, yeah. and you know, you might disagree. I gave it, and I don't give this out often, but I did actually give 7 and 10 out of 10 as a horror game because to me as a horror game, it gave pure terror. You know, Absolutely. I, 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 I agree have a rating 100%. system and I, I was like, it has to be. It is a horror masterpiece. In its yeah, own right. absolutely. And, um, and despite it, it taking a step away from the traditional Resident Evil formula, the formula, formula that they used worked. Yep. They executed it extremely well. Um, the only complaint that I will give about 8 is that little Jilly Valentine's is not getting the love that she deserves in that franchise. I know. I'm she really is like one of the most beloved characters of all time in any franchises, and she's seriously gotten two games. I know. It's frustrating. She's been only been in, yeah, she's been in Resident Evil, and she's been in Resident Evil 5 for a little bit, and then she was in... Yeah, as a side cameo. Yeah, and then crap. 3 was her game. Nemesis was her game. Oh, yeah. Granted, Nemesis was, Nemesis was like a two-hour experience, the original one. I loved it yeah. to death. I will never dog on Nemesis. It's one of my favorite games ever. I played um, the remake. I thought it was fun. I liked love it. the remake. Don't care that they changed it. Don't care that they took places out. It was its own game. It was over the shoulder. It was, it was a totally reimagined idea of Nemesis, which I loved. Um, I just, that wasn't a new game for her. And like when I saw Chris Redfield come out, I'm like, God damn it. Like, this is the 700th game this man has been in. And his 700th appearance. Uh, a facial appearance. Yeah. <laughs> I know. The man's face changes more than his body. I don't know what he's doing in the gym. I don't know. It's... He does his bench presses with his, like, Less. eyebrows. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead. We're going to wrap it up today. So, Matt, I really appreciate you joining thank us. You, Matt. Uh, yes, thank you. I had so much fun. And, uh... If you're not following Matt on Twitter already, be sure to follow Matt. Just let everyone know what your handle is again. Yes, it's it's at Matthew Dayton, but there's no E. So it's M-A-T-T-H-W-D-A-Y-T-O-N. All right. And Matt, like I said, he's a great guy to follow. He covers a lot of stuff. If you like PlayStation, Tomb Raider, or just people actually uh, expressing their great opinions, 
Uh, go ahead and follow him. He interacts with everybody. I mean, he's seriously such a friendly guy. You won't be, you won't meet a huh. guy. That oh yeah, no, nice. he's really Thanks. nice. And Thank also you. make sure you follow our at um is yes. Brad and Chi Twittercast. I think it's that's the app for it. I just made it like with the last episode that we posted. So I yeah. It's yes, okay. if not listen to more just follow Brad at again at, at the uh underscore underscore carnival and make sure to follow Chi at uh Chitose Official C H I T O S E O F F I C I A. All right. Awesome. And all right. Remember, that's all the time we have for today. Um, and remember, um, let's make a, an effort to be more positive and make uh, our gaming community in the world a better place. We'll see you next time. Yes, we can have differing opinions without hating each other. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. <laughs>